Hi, it's us, a podcast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a host. Was that good? Was a strong intro? Yeah. No, Is I mean, good? listen. It's all right. First, first of all, we are the only podcast. So, of course, like, why would we even need to introduce ourselves by, by our name? But I guess, I guess we could throw that in next time. Yeah, maybe in case like we get you know uh, imitators in the future, right? And people have to start separating like, oh, what was the podcast that influenced all the other ones? Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. to know it's dead and lovely, the That's one they're right. listening to right now, right, right, right. With the host with the most, your good buddy Uncle Ben and me, Hollywood Steve, an Emma hater. Ooh, damn! You that, don't say. Yeah, that's right. I hate imitators. Wow, mm-hmm. man! Damn, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> we are here today to be talking about one critères. critères. <laughs> it's, a, it's a French uh, art film. It's about it's about a man who uh, he drives a moped three thousand miles to see a flower bloom, and then he cries, and then it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He almost he almost dies. He has an orgy, etc. It's a kind of a road comedy, like Euro Trip, but it's French, so mm. it's artsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we're going to be talking about here on this podcast. So if you want to get straight on to us talking about that uh, that French tickler that you're talking about right. there, that bit of French delight, use the timestamp in the podcast description and head over there. If you want to skip us shooting the shit, catching up, talking about the things we watched and all the other stuff, what we usually do here on the show, man. Man, I've had a, I've had a hectic week. It's been a busy week, but You've it's been... been up to it, huh? Yeah, but it's been like busy with um, a lot of fun stuff. Oh well, that's you know, good. Trying to find that that work life balance in there. I might yeah. have actually shifted the seesaw too much towards life. I might have been living too much. I've barely been unalive at all. <laughs> you are blowing my fucking mind. Working is when you're unalive. <laughs> this is that show Severance, I believe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know. my god! My, my social my social uh, interaction points are depleted, though they're at like zero. Oh. I need to let them recharge. Okay. a little bit. I've been out there socializing a too much. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, you spend a week socializing, and you're like, well, all that, now I got to do six months straight of work. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. That's how I do. So yeah, it's been good, man. Getting yeah, some nice, cool. beautiful early fall weather here in Tennessee. It's yep. not been a bad week. What about we've been, you? We've been having some nice weather too, though. Got some, got some high eighties coming in the next few days. I, I like what the hell. Let's just settle it down, Oregon. Let's have some fall, why don't we? Uh, but how uh, about it? I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, we we've been having a, a good time. We've been working real hard uh, to to get out the first episode of Legacy of Brutality, which will be coming out two days after this episode drops. Lob. Yeah, that's right. Uh, head on over there to Lob and get you listen on. Uh, other than that, there you go. We have not done much because uh, uh, it, it's been busy as hell. We've been working, but it's been fun, just like you said. It's something we've been wanting to do. So having a blast doing it, but it's still a lot of damn work. I've watched so many John Carpenter interviews. I'll tell you what, that oh, man that sounds won- awful. <laughs> that sounds backbreaking. Nah. That sounds truly punishing. Uh, well, it's not in any way. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but I will tell you this: that man wants to make a western. <laughs> every interview, let him. Every interview, for the love of God, he either talks about 
like back in the day how he wanted to make a western in the mo- in the more recent times how he wished he had gotten to make a full western but he's also said many times that he thinks a lot of his movies are westerns and i agree like uh, i agree i mean the thing uh, vampires definitely fit into that element there's a whole oh, lot yeah. of like standoff stuff the the hero come into town to solve the problem etc yeah could you imagine dude like if he committed to making a western starring fucking Kurt Russell, like just make it happen for the love of God, do it. <laughs> they're both, they're both probably so old. I know Carpenter doesn't give a shit anymore. He just makes music with his son, and uh, you know doesn't have to deal with studio execs. But uh, I, I think that would be amazing. I'd love to see that happen. Hell yeah, man! Now, whenever you get Lob going, are you guys gonna have a cool name for your fan base? Because I'd call them Lobsters personally well yeah we do that listen it's figured out huh <laughs> listen i did the work for you yeah i mean here at dnl of course we call our british listeners our dead and lobsters but yeah i think that works i think it still works that's they're not infringing on each other in any way nah. so hey if you uh-uh. if you like the new incarnation of legacy of brutality you're a damn lobster Consider yourself a lobster. Well, that's cool, man. It's always good to be working on new projects. Yeah. Oh, I've even had time to be working on some new music and shit this week, awesome, too, man. Dude. I've been just slaving away on some new stuff for this uh, for this solo record, which I'm very, very excited about. I actually have a little bit of a, a pause in my schedule for learning a ton of other people's material and stuff, yeah. as I tend to do. So I'm back on the grind, working on the solo album stuff, and I'm so, I'm so excited about it. There's nothing more fulfilling than hearing a thing in your head and then making it into reality and it sounds exactly like the thing that you heard in your head. That's yeah. one of those things that I've I've done for fucking twenty years and it still is is thrilling to me. That's awesome. You know, it's yeah. just it's still fantastic. So I'm really excited to uh put this music together and work on some uh, some original album content for you guys. Well, so stay on the lookout. Watch the skies. Let me put you in the hot seat and show what a journalist I am. Oh, you got any Corpse Master tracks you're working on? Yes, there is some new Corpse Master tracks uh, coming here really soon. There's one that is going to be coming out uh, pretty soon. I got to get it to my mix guy, but it's it's done and it's ridiculous and heavy and brutal thrash proggy stuff. And uh, there's another one coming out not too long after that. That's kind of it, it, well, it was inspired by the Terminator, so it kind of has this Fuck like yeah. very mechanical, brutal kind of sound to it. It's kind of somewhere in between like I don't know, Gojira and Fear Factory. Okay. Like it's pretty mean. Rad. So All that's right. coming after that. So yeah, a lot of cool yeah, Corpse Master horror metal stuff coming our way too. So lots of new music coming from Jaboy. Do you uh, y'all catch that hardcore horror journalism I just did? That's music journalism. That's even good. call me Rolling Stone. Damn, dude. Now, if only you can just then, you know, after the tracks come out, follow up and be like, I hate it. This is awful. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> I wish it sounded more like Bob Dylan. Then, yeah. then you'd be a real music journalist. Best album of all time. The most recent Bob Dylan album. Every <laughs> yeah, Rolling that's the Stone editor one. agrees. <laughs> I still stand with David Lee Roth, man. The reason why music critics like Elvis Costello is because they look like Elvis Costello. Motherfuckers. I would agree. Yeah. I've seen Elvis Costello live, uh, and it was a good show. Um, but uh, he was in between the Neville brothers and Beck. And uh, boy, what a downer That's in between strange. those. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little bit strange. It right was. There. It was. Strange. I'll tell you what, though. 
I'm having a problem with my sobriety here lately. It's creeping up on oh, no. making a podcast less good. Oh, you mind shit. if I do something about it? Yeah, listen, you get some alcohol in you before you get too sober. I don't need to go podcast ruining or nothing in <laughs> yeah. you. That's why I'm drinking <laughs> on this Pothole City beer that was contributed to my hands by the amazing RDM, Roger Dean Miller. This is a Rocky Road Stout, dude. Jesus. Okay. Tell me that's going to suck, right? Uh, I'm very interested in a Rocky Road Stout. I could see myself getting deep into that. Oh, my God. That's good. Fuck. Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, the marshmallowy kind of stuff is on the back end. It's definitely kind of chocolatey, a little sweet. There's some nice vanilla in there. Yeah, it's vanilla chocolate marshmallow. It's fucking awesome. Oh, man. Hell yeah. In between uh, all these carpenter things you've been watching, you've been watching any flickering pictures with synchronized sound? <laughs> in fact, we've been watching a few, uh, a, a few for some work for a little, a little bit of the old uh, hell ranking. Uh, we've been watching the Conjuring movies in chronological order. So we started Oof. with The Nun, which um, on a second viewing, I thought was better than the first time I watched it, but still not good. Um, mm. And then The Nun 2, which I went and saw in theaters, and we recorded an entire mini-sode on. Um, go check that out. But I'd put it on about the same level as the first one. Just like, eh, okay. it's yeah. fine. Whatever. There, But there are... In both of them, there are some really cool moments, for sure. But uh, I forget that all those movies are tied into The Conjuring. I've still just seen the very first Conjuring, and that's it. And oh. I didn't I didn't love it like we talked about. Well, you should see The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2, uh-huh. I think, is worth watching. The rest, uh, I'll have to... Once we get through them in Hellrankers, I'll have to let you know. Because mm. The Conjuring 1 and 2, I think, are, are the... like. Just from my memory, I haven't rewatched them in a long time. They were the highlights for me, though. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen. Uh, there's a Curse of La Llorona that's apparently tied in. Never seen that one. And I think one mm. of the Annabelles I haven't seen though. The first two Annabelles, shoo boy, those are some bad. Your movies. favorites. There's you some bad love movies. Them. <laughs> yeah. So that it's it's gonna be an interesting Hell Rankers for sure. Um, but yeah, we, we also watched um, some some other stuff just for fun. Those we watched Fight Club, which uh, Anna yeah, had not fuck. seen, uh, and Ben wants to introduce a new drinking game where you take a drink. That's right. Whenever I say Anna hasn't seen something, <laughs> yep. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll be the first one to play the game. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Fight Club uh, is Anna's first time seeing it. And, so good. Um, uh, somehow it wasn't entirely like spoiled. So that was cool. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's still an amazing movie. I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fincher Fincher really killed it. Um <laughs> this is one of those instances where we're gonna like I am just gonna harp back on physical media. Cause I had bought this on um uh, the Apple store way back in the day. Uh, fuck an Apple uh movies back in like the mid two thousands maybe even. <laughs> and watching it on my tv it was like holy shit this is like 480p it looked like it shit yeah and david fincher sucks, movies man. are so gorgeous like it sucks yes. to see them in so low quality so i totally totally agree man yeah i i really have have been thinking about the whole physical media thing 
a lot lately. And I guess a few people in our group and stuff have been talking about it as well, where, dude, once you go back and just fucking stick a disc into your player and watch it, you'll be like, holy shit, I feel like my eyesight just got 20 <laughs> times fucking better. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, almost always. There are... I mean, the thing is that like physical media is not all the same. There are definitely releases out there bad that transfers, are just yeah. pu- fully bad transfers. Yeah. And there's some movies, too, that I don't notice it as much. Like, especially if it's a movie that is brightly lit and most of it's in daylight and stuff, it's usually pretty okay. Like, right. if you watch Midsummer like, streaming, it's like, yeah, that still looks really good. Yeah. But then if you watch, you know, a movie that has a lot of darkness in it, That's like we tend to do, yeah. <laughs> man, you can yeah. tell then shit, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, we that uh, uh, that was a fun watch, as was uh, uh, Dead Silence, which I'd never seen. It's a James Wan movie from, like, a little bit after Saw. Um, and it's like a marionette or some shit, right? Or like well, a, it's a, a ventriloquist uh, uh, Yeah, a ventriloquist I mean, yeah. And the yeah. it's, okay, so... It. I'm so glad I finally watched it. It made *Malignant* make a lot more sense, and like, I I liked it. <laughs> like it, it, it felt like if you like *Malignant*, if if you liked that like weirdness and and just like uh, straining believability type of stuff, like *Dead Silence* has that, uh, and it it's fun. I I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um. We also watched uh, on on Friday night. We watched Night of the Demons with Joe Bob and and Darcy in the game. Yeah, it was fun. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, they had you know uh, people from the movie, Linnea Quigley, and oh shit, oh the one who plays shit, Angela. Yeah, how's the Quigs doing, man? Is she doing good? Yeah, she was killing it. Yeah, they they were having fun, man. They were up there. They they recreated the dance from <laughs> that. Oh shit, uh, that's awesome. Angela, does. yeah, it was really cool. Um. And then on, on, on Sunday night, we watched a movie called Circle, which I would compare to Saw in some ways, but also... Mm, okay. I th- the thing is, okay, like, we watched it with the, the Screaming Chat gang, and the thing is, like, the characters are irritating, and a lot of the things that happen are irritating, but I think it's well-written. It's the type of movie that, like, once you get to the end of it, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what they were doing there. Uh, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> It was very frustrating. Um, but <laughs> the poster's cool. Yeah, it is. It's very cool, and I, I do recommend it. Like, I, it is better than Saw, I would say for sure. Um, but also, yeah, it, it, not amazing. There were certainly times where some of the things strained credulity or whatever. Didn't the logic didn't really add up? But it's like, eh, whatever. It's fine. Um, as I said, we watched the Apocalypse trilogy. Uh, I'll be talking about that on Legacy Brutality. But we also uh, watched the thing from another world, uh, the original thing. Never uh, seen it. Yeah, that's one of those I have never checked out before, man. It's like my my idea of that story through the thing uh-huh. is. I mean, that's just a fucking you know twenty out of ten movie. I've right. never been able to like go back and watch the thing that I know won't be as good as John Carpenter's The Thing. How is it? It's good. I mean, you know, like I know you're not you're not you're not big on a whole lot of older horror movies. You don't you don't old stuff is yeah. gross. I only <laughs> like stuff from the eighties, yeah. which was twenty years ago. Exactly. Yeah. No, but but it 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 definitely would. It's one that is better when you understand the full context of it and stuff. Because yeah, it's not it's not as good as John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, it was a very hmm. important movie at the time, and it, it really like. 
it does do a lot of really good and interesting things with the story. It's also not a great adaptation of the original story. John Carpenter's hmm. movie is much more of an adaptation of the original story. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the 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 plant alien uh, is so cool. Like the design is awesome. There's so many like really cool moments. Um, I you know I enjoyed myself, and it's it's like an hour twenty, and it's on Tubi. Uh, though the the quality of it on Tubi again not great. Uh, if you could find a better version, I, I definitely would. But uh, all right, yeah, Noted. I, I definitely I definitely think it's it's, it's worth a watch. Uh, it's it's kind of what initiated a whole lot of movies that followed that were you know the alien invasion narrative over and over and over. We're talking about one today. Uh, so yeah. like the the original thing from another planet had a lot to do with that popularity and then kind of the formula of, of some of them too. So I, I think it's well worth a watch. Um, okay, I'll check it out sometime. And uh, also, I, I cannot not mention this movie because everybody needs to go watch it. I had an absolute blast with it. It's a sci-fi martial arts uh, comedy type of thing called Polite Society. And hmm. it is, it's about, um, two sisters, uh, one of whom is, is an artist and the other one is a martial artist in training who wants to be a stunt woman. And a lot of the things that it, it, it's got kind of that, like that feel to it where you know that what would normally be a conversation in a movie is going to elevate to a fight scene. So it's fun as hell. Like, I the comedy is really good. The sci-fi elements are fun as like I, I I just yeah I didn't really like I didn't know anything about it going in and I was so into it. So like definitely check out Polite Society if you're looking for a fun comedy. I, I had so much fun with it. Man, there's a lot of those like martial arts flicks and stuff I really need to go back and get into. It's one of those like genres of movie that I rarely dig into. Yeah. But every time I do, I have such a fucking great time, whether it's something like Ip Man or Into the Dragon or Bloodsport yeah. or whatever. Like I love those kind of flicks and I just never think like, oh, I should watch another one. But yeah. there's so many out there that are like legendary that I haven't fucking seen. Well, and th this one is from uh just this year. And it, nice. it, yeah, so it, it definitely takes inspiration from a lot of like uh, cool martial arts movies, but also it's um, largely focused on uh, the these Pakistani families. So like, there's a lot of like culture from that, as well as like some of the film elements. Though I wouldn't go as far as to say it's like a Bollywood film. I did see some people kind of say that there there is one dance scene, but it, it is like. It's it's meant to be in the like it's part of the story. It's not just like hey, let's have a dance scene, uh, but it is fun. So like I, I don't I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's on Peacock. Definitely go check it out. It's it's so All right. fun. Sounds uh, cool. And other than that, we just started Thirty Rock because guess what? Anna's never seen it. Take a drink. Oh, got a drink. Take a drink again. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. 30 Rock's great. Still fun. I like. I know my last time watching through it, I was like. Yeah, I can see this is like pretty like heavy neoliberal politics a lot of times, but it also is is insightful and and fun and uh, makes a good bit of fun of of capitalists and stuff. So that's I like that. 
That's a really fun show, man. Yeah. I, I definitely cool. am always down to rewatch that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Man, I've been on a streak of watching some good ass shit this week. It has been a good time. What have you been up to? What you what you watching on? How about a Monster Squad? Oh, shit, huh? yeah. What you know about a Monster Squad? Well, I know the Wolfman has nards. I know that for sure. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah. And I know that kids in the 80s definitely dropped the hard F Ugh, a, lot, a lot. A lot more liberally than uh, they should have. Yeah. Man, every time, I swear, it's like with every passing year that goes by and I rewatch that movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is such a fun, ridiculous, silly movie for kids at Halloween. And they, oh, man, that is some offensive ass <laughs> <Yep>. shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, like, <laughs> if you can make it past the first 15 minutes of that movie, you're going to have a good time. Sure. But man, yeah. there's some... <laughs> There is some harsh stuff going on there. Yeah, <laughs> the for sure. That movie, man. Yeah, I I still yeah very much love it. Uh, but yeah, every time those things stand out more and more, just like gosh, what were we doing in the eighties? Just no kidding. assholes. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I I watched a, a Lost Boy plural. Oh. Lost Boys. Were Woo. they together? Okay. All right. Uh, were they? I found them. Were they eating rice? That's what they love to do. No, they was eating little tiny worms, yeah! and then they were eating noodles, which were also worms. What do you mean, Benjamin? Tell me more Long about it, worms. Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Oh, David, Michael, <laughs> Michael, David, Michael, Michael. Dude, once you're aware of like how many times they say Michael it's in that crazy. movie, you will realize it's, so it's every other times. word. Yes. Like there's several points in there where somebody talking to Michael will end a sentence with, with Michael and start the next sentence with Michael. Right. Like it has to be this way, Michael. Michael, you have to do it, Michael. <laughs> what is going on with that? That's how vampires get you. That's just a yeah. special thing that they're warning you about. They'll say your name a lot, which will make you feel special. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were definitely living by that principle presented in that song by Beyonce. <laughs> Say my name, say my name. Question mark? Is that Beyonce? Uh, that is Destiny's Child. So yes, y- yes. By, by okay. technicality, All right. Beyonce is in that, and she is singing that. Yeah. Close enough, man. Uh-huh. I'll tell you whose name I will say. The name of one Michael uh, Dr- Draven. Draven. Michael Draven. 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 From the Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name was. Yeah. Fuck. God, I love The Crow the so crow. much. Totally unironically. I, yeah. I just fucking love The Crow. It's so fucking sick, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, like, honestly, like, if you want to get to know the Davy Stranger side of Ben, you got to watch The Crow. You got to watch yeah. The Crow, which is so weird because <laughs> I just saw The Crow, like, after having, you know, halfway right. lived as you Davy Stranger for like a decade. You were living The Crow. You didn't even need to see it. <laughs> no. I'm already right there, man. God, I need to do some new Davy Stranger shit this yeah, Halloween, you do. man. That'd be cool. I was on a streak there for a few years where every uh-huh. Halloween was like, oh, it's a new Davy Stranger release. Oh, yeah. Okay, fuck, man. Maybe this is some public accountability. Look. And I'm just going to like be like, listen, new Davy Stranger track coming this October. Rolling Maybe this Stone, is me doing it right get now. get at me. I got him in the hot seat. Hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to get in touch with my dark side if I'm going to do some Davy. Absolutely, baby. yeah. So, yeah, you need to, you need to, you'll, you'll need to really like listen to that Crow soundtrack over and over and over. Maybe, oh, you know what? You could like, Go back and read some like '90s comics. That might do it. Or for just you. my fucking journals from the late yes, '90s. That's re- probably good enough. Go. Honestly, read your '90s journals. 
Uh, maybe you know what would be cool? Go like, to the mall. If, if I, <laughs> I did a song about Halloween, like if Davy Stranger had a Halloween song, that right, way it's like right. uh-huh. always coming okay. back into rotation every year. Like yes, um, uh, it's Halloween, uh-huh. and she was mean. Parentheses to me and my soul. You know? Okay, listen. That's awesome. And if you're going to make a perennial Halloween hit, I you got to get me on there so that uh, in the future, everybody will be like, wait, you're that guy? The one who went, oh, 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 in the background or that's whatever? Him. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's a lot of things that rhyme with Halloween. So I could probably oh, work sure. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. But don't go the direction that every 80s uh, rock musician would go and rhyme it with 16 or 17. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's don't fair. do that. Mm. <laughs> don't do the okay, Ted Nugent right. and rhyme it with 13 or something. Yeah, ooh, noted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Noted. Okay, so <laughs> right. stay away Bad from idea. that. Bad that's idea. not Davy's style. <laughs> it's not Davy's style. Okay, so yeah, maybe I'll think about doing some of that stuff. Man, I also witnessed myself some dang old shows, some performances this mm. week. And I'll tell you what, I seen some good old shit. We traveled all the way to the far off land of Nash, Vegas, Whoa. Tennessee. Yeah. To watch a stand up performance by dang old Eddie Izzard. Oh, and it cool. was amazing. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So fantastic, man. I I, I got into Eddie's stuff um while well, I was in college and watched, you know, a lot of those the stand-up cake or death specials or the, the the Star Wars Cantina, those those were popular All on the, that, that shit, internet man. at that time. Yeah, I yeah totally. Eddie is my friend Charles introduced me to Eddie is uh, I think in like the late nineties and just a huge fan, uh, just a, a, a brilliant mind that speaks like Holy shit, so yes. insanely fast and and if you can keep up. <laughs> there's fucking gold throughout i yeah love See, it i'd forgotten about that i forgot about like how stream of consciousness eddie's stuff is where it'll just change subjects based on absolutely nothing and follow right. some random ass mm-hmm. tangent and then 30 minutes later return back to like where yep. it started yeah I, I really <laughs> wonder how much is scripted and how much is just off the cuff, but it's gotten me, uh, you know, wanting to go and rewatch some of the other specials and stuff that you can find on HBO and shit. Uh-huh. Great, great, great show. Eddie still got it. It was awesome. a good time. And on our way to and fro from Nash Vegas, we listened to a dang old audio book. Look at me. I'm a real book boy. Wow, I'm a look book, at boy. You. book boy. Book <laughs> boy. Book uh-huh. boy. That should be my, my audio audiobook podcast. For right. Me. Book boy. Book boy. Um, and <laughs> we listened to The Halloween Tree by dang old Rayfred Bradbury. <laughs> Rayfred. <laughs> Rayfred, he's known as. And it was a good time. It was just a good, cool. spooky did- time. If you take a shot every time uh, you read or hear the word Pipkin, um, you will be a very <laughs> drunk person so fast. Holy I, moly. I'm going to go ahead and say, if that's the case, the use of the word Pipkin is excessive. Like, pipkin. I don't excessive even... Excessive use of Pipkin. Yeah, that's flag on the play right there. Excessive use of Pipkin, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was a, it was a fun uh, fun listen. It's a, it's a short thing. It only took maybe... I don't know, four, four and a half hours, something like that. Cool. A lot of fun. Gets you in that Halloween spirit. 
Then, like, a day or two later, I wouldn't watch the dang old Black Dahlia murder here what? in Knoxville. Okay. And they were fucking sick, man. Uh, you know, right now they have my buddies Ryan Knight and Brandon Ellis on guitar. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, they are the most badass guitar duo in metal right now, period. Oh, I don't think yeah. any band can compete. The two of those guys are just absolute fucking animals. Incredible players. And we're actually recording this podcast uh, a day or two late because on the day we usually record, I went to the dang old Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville and I got on my shana na 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 knees knees to watch a Gun and Rose. Woo! They make you watch on your knees now. They do. It's yeah. like it's worse than Catholic Mass, man. It really is like that. <laughs> do you at least get a cracker and some wine? <laughs> if we have any Catholic priest listeners, I'm just telling you, tell your is it a parish? Is that what it is? Is it a parish? I don't know. Your, your group? Tell, tell, tell your uh, I don't know. apologists. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your apologists, your your cult members. Right. Well, it's all that up and down stuff. Go with the, you know, I ask you to go down to your shun on the knees for this part. Okay. I get up. Now back to your shun on the knees. <laughs> yeah. I and you ever it. been to a dang Catholic service? The ups, no, the downs. No, this is too haven't. much. Yeah, it is too much. It is too much. I went to a... A Russian Orthodox service. Uh, guess what? They don't have pews. Uh, bear bear wrestling. They don't have bear wrestling, but they also don't have pews. Just a hard ass floor. Really? Yeah, you just then we just sit on the floor. Uh, no, you don't sit. You stand and then kneel and then stand and then kneel. You never get to sit. They want you to stand around the whole time. Are you serious? Uh, the one I went to, I don't know if they're all like that, but the one I went to, they had no pews whatsoever. Who the fuck signs up for this shit? Who the fuck is like, you know what I want to do on my fucking like Sunday mornings? I want to get up early on my day I don't have to work and go and stand on a hard floor at this Russian Orthodox ass service. Bullshit, man. Stay <laughs> fucking sleep Agreed. In. Yes, sleep in. Sleep in. That's what all of Russia decides to do because nobody really goes so it doesn't good. really matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fucking good. Good for them. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of watching things. All kinds of watching things and doing things this week. And I'll tell you what one thing I watched was I watched a Criteres. Uh-huh. Me and too. it Me had too. some little monsters what turned into balls. And that's what I want to talk about next as we enter the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. We talking balls, y'all. We're balls, y'all. Balls. And finally, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it took us too long, I feel like, to finally get so. to balls. <laughs> Only 300-something episodes in, six I think? years yeah. Yeah. To get to, to talking about finally. best ball. Uh, of course, as soon as we do this, one of the first things that's going to pop up on our Facebook group is, y'all did best balls on episode 124. <laughs> like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I bet we have done best balls. I bet we have. Honestly, it would, yep. be, it would be very much unlikely for us to have just finally come up with, wait, best balls. Yeah, let's talk about balls. They're good. Okay, so... We've got a list of balls right here we're going to talk about because we all have experience with the ball. Some of us have them. Some of us don't have them. We love them. We hate them. What's going on with the balls? What's the deal with balls? Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. Tell me. I have four categories of balls that we're going to talk about. (laughs) Okay. Let's begin here with 
food balls. Okay? Food balls. <laughs> the food-based balls. All right. What do you think about a gum ball, Steve? What do you know? Mm, well, I um, I hate bubble gum. And my yeah. least favorite form of bubble gum is the gum ball. So- Man, I'll tell you. You know, that they, they really got you hooked on the ritual when you were a kid. It's the putting the coin in the little slot, turning the wheel. What color am I going to get? Who knows? Who gives That's a shit? That's the exciting part. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Because, yeah, within... 15 seconds, you'll be like, okay, so this is just like chewing on fucking caulk from the bathtub that right. I yanked off the wall. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will, though. I mean, shout out to, to the animated series Gumball. That was cool. I like that. That's awesome. Okay. All so right. Thumbs up to that. Better than the real thing, huh? Yes. By far, Gumball, the animated series Gumball, is trillions of times better than an actual Gumball. Even a sour what one. What do you... What do you know about a ball of the meat, huh? A meat ball. What do you know? Well... You down? I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, let's just say we're talking specifically about ground meat combined with uh, all sorts of other things to create any number of types of meat balls. But let's just make sure you're not saying, like... Uh, someone has just taken a steak and and cut out a nice round sphere and cooked that up because I feel like that's the worst way to do that and I don't want it. That mm, that's way. a strange way yeah. to do it. Yeah, that's a strange way to do it. I'm not really sure I'm down with that, man. But whenever you have a nice amita ball, especially if it's a mixture of pork and beef in your Sunday gravy, woo, that is a thing of fucking beauty right there. But you got to get the size right, okay? You got to get the size right. Sometimes people do the big old meat spheres that are like just huge, and you get like one of them in the middle of your plate of spaghetti, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's too much. I think that's just too big of a wad of meat. Yeah, I agree. Because the problem is, especially if you've done it right, where you take the meatball and then you brown it in a skillet and then bake right. it to finish so yes. you get that good maillard reaction on the outside. <laughs> uh-huh. You get that crisp, that crust on the outside. Uh-huh. If you're doing that with the big old meat spheres, you don't get the right ratio of crust to mush inside of the ball. I think you got to do the meatball in the size of the, I'm going to call it the two-biter. A meatball where you want to cut it in half. And you get two bites out of it. That's what I like. I agree. I I I find that the one biter it it doesn't usually get much of that Maillard reaction in a pan. So it's yeah. just kind of and, and you know I, I I want it to have a little more of that nice because you're putting in the breadcrumbs and the milk and stuff to get that nice texture in the middle get that crust yeah. on the outside uh, and though. the crust on the outside so you want i think two bites is perfect because you get a good consi- like a good ratio of the two whereas the one biter size eh, you're not as much tender in the middle maybe a little too much crisp on the outside i agree with you that's the perfect meatball size that's right man so now you've heard it here on dead yeah the Podcast, definitive the source meatball size for food stuff <laughs> Now, let me hit you with a hot topic right here. This is one of those ones that's very polarizing. We might lose some viewers over this. Cheese ball. Okay. All right. Now, I'm not talking about like a ball of cheese like you find at a party. I'm talking about like a Cheetos cheese ball. Oh, cheese, like a puff? 
Like a yeah, cheese like ball a cheese puff, puff in oh. the size of, you know, a ball. Now, listen, is that the proper way to consume a crispy cheese chip? Are you a cheese curl guy, a doodle, a ball? Hmm. What's your game? Okay, well, I mean, I, I think they all have their value. I would put the ball above the puff because okay, it's the yeah. same thing, but in a more, like, easily poppable, like, shape, you know? Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, yeah, but the I, only like cheese puff, like curl kind of rig that exceeds all, even beyond the regular, you know, uh, Cheetos asteroid crevasse. Stick I know what you're thing. about to say. I'm pretty sure. Is it the white cheddar? The goddamn dude. Yeah. Fuck yes. Those the goddamn the simply natural yeah. white cheddar baked ones yeah. are fucking Those are so fucking good. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> like we try to not buy them because yeah. we just know they'll I understand. they'll get gone in a day. Yeah. God yeah. damn. Those That's are so better good. than any of them. Yeah. I'm with you though. Like the the cheese ball, the cheesy puff. Mmm. Not my favorites. Now, when you said cheese ball, though, my immediate thought was of the cheese ball that we would have uh, for holidays. Uh, yes. Yep. That is along like with your a, summer sausage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, a lot of cream cheese, etc., in there, uh, and I love that stuff. Cheese ball, yep, yep. great. So uh, e- either way, we're going with the puff cheese ball or the holiday cheese ball. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I want it. That's the thing. Like, even though I'm saying the cheese, you know, puff ball, not my favorite, will still consume. Absolutely, will still consume. Uh huh. You know. Yep. Now let's move on from the world of food balls to the world of ball people, Steve. We're going to be talking about some ball form people. Well. Starting off with my main man from South America. He's a street fighting boy. He was electrocuted by eels as a young man. What you know about my boy Blanca and his ball form? I, I'm glad this is what ball people means. Ball people. I, I was confused a little. Okay, so yeah, Blanca, yeah, he rolls up into a ball and shoots across the screen at you. Um, I don't know how that works, but he does it, and it's uh, it's an effective move. Man, I would just be fucking devastated if I was in a fight with somebody and they had the, the leg strength to propel themselves from several body lengths distance and just do several front flips in a row just yeah. based on how much momentum their legs pushed them off. I'd be like, listen, you win. It's yeah. done. I don't even need to find out that you you also bite heads and can generate electricity. Don't yeah, need. no, that's fine. You no, win. uh-uh. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. when the beating green ass, guy shows up, I'd be like, You're he done. wins. I don't yep. know what the fuck Over. a green person is. because I'm not fighting him. He's got sharp-ass looking teeth and huge claws. Is that a Hulk? Man, he is a ball. I'll tell you that. Always sure. a hit at parties because the boy is a ball. Much like my homegirl who spends all her time shooting missiles at blocks in subterranean caves trying to avoid some dang old Metroids. What you know about Samus? That bitch is a ball. <laughs> is that right? Is she that, is a ball. Is that, is that the tagline? I... Yeah, mm-hmm. Samus, I, I like growing up, uh, Metroid, you know, Metroid was one of the first Nintendo games that had a vibe to it. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, death. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, like, I, it really stuck with me. And, yeah, I, yeah, that, I mean, I've played a, a bunch of Metroid games. 
we all we all love to roll into a ball and maybe go uh down a little area we couldn't go down before or uh go uh, down a little other area we couldn't go down before or mm-hmm. kill some things by rolling into the <laughs> Sometimes that happens, and plant little landmines to give you a little hot boost uh-huh. and so forth. Yeah, that's some fun stuff. That's a good ball right there. Listen, if you're somebody out there who listens to this show during your day job, which is making ridiculous animated erotic uh, films for people, mm-hmm. I'm just saying we need one of Blanca and Samus fucking both as balls, just like rolling into each other like crazy, just banging you know? Uh-huh. Okay. okay. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to make it. And honestly, have you looked? Is It might... That might already exist. I haven't looked. Yeah. No, I have not looked. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I recommend looking, because that's probably out there. Uh, but, you know, you, you gave... You, you sent me one other ball form fellow, and I just... I gotta tell you, this this one is close to my heart. The sweetest boy yes. in all of Hook. Yeah. Little thud butt. <laughs> okay. So whenever I texted you earlier about bald people, I was like, uh, the the chubby kid from Hook. Yeah. I couldn't remember what his what his name was. And as I was making my list, uh-huh. I was like, what else would his name have been in the fat phobic fucking nineties? Yeah. Other thud than butt. Thud but but double d double t he's the cutest little boy and he's so sweet the there you are peter that's like the sweetest scene i love thud but he's so good but is a fucking little king for Mm -hmm. fucking sure yeah so that that uh, that's a great ball form i'll tell you that yeah he rolls around man that that scene where like he rolls into the ball and it's like He's like he grabs these like prosthetic legs from off screen and holds them up. It is ridiculously it is. bad. It's, it looks it's, so it's, fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a Spielberg movie, and you're seeing that. Yeah. And it's cute. And that's the thing is looking back on it. I think Hook has a lot of charm to it. That like it, you know, because at the, at the time it didn't get great critical reviews, but I know a I ton of people it. who love it. Uh, oh man, it's like my favorite movie as a kid. It. It's great. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, man. Um, also, like if there's if there's ever a time, perhaps that you're watching me and uh, and Andy Wood performing acts of uh, musical tomfoolery on uh-huh. stage, and uh, we get through something particularly difficult, and I whisper something to Andy, and then he starts laughing and quits playing guitar. It's usually because I've gone over to him and said, "You're doing it, Peter." <laughs> That's going to become an ongoing game of like if something really difficult happens and it's pulled off, "You're doing it, Peter," and then it kind of derails everything, but it's That's always fun. Great. That's always great. fun to see again. <laughs> All right, we've talked about ball people. What you know about the world of ball animals, huh? What do you know the, about some ball, ball creatures? Animals. Okay. Well, I mean, I can think of a few. Well, who you got in mind? Pill bugs? Cute okay. or no? <laughs> um, cute or no cute? Gosh, I want I want to say they're not because like they, they shouldn't be, but they are. They are cute. I just don't want to see a bug. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they are cute, yeah. but like in my house, less cute. Less well, fucking yeah, cute. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that agree. Yeah, absolutely. A mouse is cute, but when it's in your house, it's like uh, unless I invited it, I don't want it there. 
Um, Maybe it's one of those things where there there is like a proximity effect going on, where it's like pill bug cuteness relative to closeness to my my uh, my living quarters. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The further uh-huh. away, the cuter it is. The closer uh-huh. it gets, less cute I'm feeling, boy. Get the fuck out of here, pill bug. <laughs> Damn pill head. Oh, shit. Is that why they're called pill bugs? Man, I'll Always tell you what. They're just... Up. They're always pilled up, man. Mm-hmm. That's why they're, they're curling up. They're just fucking nodding off inside of that little pill zone. <laughs> that makes they sense. They need that Narcan. Uh-huh. They need that Narcan. More like mm-hmm. fentanyl bugs. Mm, yeah, I tell you what. You don't want a part of that. No, no. I don't want to hang out with them now. Armadillos. That's definite ball animal right there if I've ever seen one. They'll ball up on you. They will, and they're cute. Uh, you know, they can carry a little bit of leprosy, but what's well, a little bit of little leprosy bit. between friends? It's, ah, it's not that big a deal. Just a touch of leprosy. Not a big deal. Nah, you'll be fine. You'll build character, and you'll enjoy the story that you got from, oh, man, Bill, how did you uh, lose four fingers? <laughs> well, I got leprosy from this armadillo one time. I bet like, it yeah, was it's so a good cute. story. I had to pet it. Got leprosy. <laughs> Did you ever have a sister or friend of a sister that had a popple? That's a ball animal. Yeah, my sister had a popple. Yeah, those were fun. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I never had a popple, but I always thought they seemed pretty cool. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we we definitely uh, threw it at each other a lot. That was fun. Functional balls, Steve. Balls of function. Let's start okay. with beach ball. Have you ever played with one at the beach or just batted one around at a fucking jam band concert? Inquiring uh, okay. minds want to know. I have played with a beach ball at a concert several times. I have played with a beach ball in a pool. I have taken a beach ball to the beach and found out why beach balls shouldn't go to the beach because the wind blows them. Duh. That's one thing I've never been able to figure out, man. Like, if you're fucking going to the beach with a ball, it ought to be a medicine ball. (laughs) Yeah. Go out there. Get on, like, a 1920s swimsuit. Get you a medicine ball and some kettlebells. And just... uh, (laughs) Triangular weights. Triangular weights. Have yourself a little Teddy Roosevelt-style workout on the beach. (laughs) I think the next time I go to the beach, I'm going to take... A medicine ball, but painted up like with the white, yellow, blue, red stripes, like a beach ball, <laughs> and just watch someone. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch people run up and kick it, stuff oh, like that. Shit, <laughs> like, you idiot! That's a medicine ball. Why Didn't would you notice you the kick wind it? wasn't blowing it away? <laughs> it's for picking up and hefting to build muscle, idiot. You should I'll have say noticed, to the child. From, yeah, yeah, from my curly mustache and my largely developed upper body, but teeny tiny lower body. I shall challenge you to the game of pugilism. Hup, 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 and then, hup, yeah, hup, you'll, hup, you'll hup, pugilize hup. a child. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'll pugilize him to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now, beach balls never, yeah, I've never, never take it to the beach. Doesn't make sense. It does need to be heavier and not easily blown by the wind, I feel like. Testicle balls overrated? Ugh. Yeah, yeah, they are. Absolutely yes. overrated. Like bad design. Bad mm-hmm. design. Listen, you can accidentally make people with those things by doing yeah, the that's most fun the worst. thing. Why would you do that? Stupid fucking design. Doesn't Stupid make sense. fucking Doesn't design make sense. right there. No. Also, like 
too sensitive. Too fucking sensitive. Like, if I was a, a final boss in a video game, like, my, my balls would just be a big flashing red target that says, hit me here, because it is disabling. I feel like we should be able to just retract them, right? Just keep them safe. I know. Right? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Like, I, I think I mentioned this on the show years ago. Like, I've had these fucking things for damn... 39 years at this uh-huh. point still yeah. can't figure out how they work man the amount of times during a day where you just you cross your legs wrong yeah. you know mm-hmm. and you just fucking just mash on one of them yeah and then you get the stomach pains and your whole day is ruined i still can't avoid that i've had these things forever i'll tell you what thick thighs may save lives but they also crush nuts i have to crush deal with that all the damn time <laughs> man it ain't no count. I think it's a really, really, really bad design. Plus, real goofy looking. Okay, just <laughs> it is not goofy. that a dong looks awesome, yeah. but like then it's like then you got the hangy thing, and it's just just come a on, bag. it's not improving the look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm Overrated. Overrated. Get testicles out of there. Now, what about a ball? I'm talking about a ball. Okay. Where you go when you fucking dance the night away at a ball. Oh. How do you feel about that? Huh? That's a ball. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, dancing the night away. That's a, that's a fun time. You're at a ball. Van Halen um, style, dance the night away. Hell okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody you meet, you meet a mysterious stranger and they run out. But as they run out, they leave behind their, their slipper that was made of glass somehow. Uh, but then you could tour around and find out whose foot fits into it. it. It'd probably only be one person. No way. Anyway, shares a shoe size. I guess. Yeah. A glass shoe sounds fucking awful. By it the does. way, it, it sounds, just sounds terrible. terrible. I don't want to do you it. You could see through it and see how much pain the woman's foot is in. And you'd be like, please take Yay. those off. Just lose them. Lose <laughs> this is them. Great. What? I got you some Crocs. Put yeah, those on. Here you go. I, I know your back's got to be hurt from standing them damn oh shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about a ball. I'm yeah. not sure about having a ball ball. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's for me, really. So when somebody tells you to have a ball, you feel like they're telling you to not have a great time. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Those are my categories of balls that I have, man. I think we kind of hit a lot of the most important ones, unless I forgot some important balls or anything. You got anything uh, comes to mind? I think you did forget some very important balls that's right balls mahoney the ecw wrestler (laughs) ecw ecw how could i forget balls mahoney i don't know i don't know how you'd forget balls mahoney but he's you know he he was balls mahoney that's uh that if you want to go back and watch some hardcore ecw matches check out some balls mahoney matches got some good stuff did you ever, um, speaking of fighting balls, did you ever play the late 90s uh, video game balls? No, wait, hold on. Balls. What was it? What was it? Hold on. It was a fighting game uh-huh. where every character was just a string of spheres, and that was it. And there was like <sighs> yeah, uh-huh. a clown yeah. one. I remember and there this. Was like yeah. a, it was terrible. Yeah, it was it so sucked. fucking bad. It's like they, they were really dying to do a... 3d fighter for right. home consoles because that's when that stuff was like popping off in the arcades and shit yeah but they were like well we can't really do full rendered 3d models of characters so i don't know balls and that's it <laughs> i and don't it was know fucking terrible balls <laughs> so many video games back then were just made because it's like well there's a new technology so we should use it whether it'll make yeah. the game better or not 
Yeah, I mean, at the very least, where there was some enterprising spirit, they were they were trying new stuff. I mean, it, it did suck to buy those games. All like that happened all the time. You, you and games were almost as much then as they are now. It, yeah. it's crazy oh, to yeah. think about that. But you it get took a, a game, lot of allowance, man. Yeah, you get a game and then find out it's just like impossible because it was never play tested or like just the worst thing you've ever tried to play, like Superman sixty four or something. Like, yeah, oh, that sucks awful. so much. Plum awful. I'll tell you what. And Balls was definitely one of those games. It sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I remember that game. I I think I played it one time and I would agree with you. It must have sucked because I only played it one time. Yep. Well, if you guys want to talk about sausage balls or um mad balls, okay. Or okay. uh isn't there a band that's something ball? Probably. Uh pool balls. What about that? Uh how you feel I think about? Mad Ball is also a band, aren't they? Aren't they like a, a punk band or something? Maybe so. Sports ball. You know, tell us about it there on them social medias. Hang out with us on the Facebook group, the Instagrams, the other places you guys can find us. Just check out our Linktree page. You'll find all the places you can yep. hang out with the dead and lovely crew and keep. But now is not the time for that. Now is the time to be talking about Critters oh, from Critter. 19... 1986. 80 heaven. 86, okay. Yeah. 1986. 1986. I was is... merely a two-year-old pooping my pants when this came out. Yep, yep. I When this came out, I was four. I remember seeing this on the TV back in the day, and we always were excited when it was on. Because um, I, I remember being scared of Gremlins, but this movie didn't scare me at all. <laughs> it was just like, oh, they're silly. They're, they're little silly guys. Um, and... I think I saw this and the sequel, the first sequel, a good number of times as a young man. So going into it, um, I thought like, oh, I know this story, but it, it was it was recently that I had rewatched this and had been reminded it starts in space. <laughs> it starts in like yeah, this, right? like whole other world that we we briefly get a glimpse into and then like down to earth where we're hanging out in a farm so here's the thing this is the first time i ever watched this movie oh wow like i remember seeing it at video west and movie magic yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and our other local video stores when i was a kid i remember always seeing the box and the posters and shit and thinking that it looked like it was one of those things where as an 80s kid it looked both fun and scary where it's like this thing is kind of cute but also kind of scary looking like it yeah. looks like one of my little toys or stuffed animals that came to life and it was it was bad instead of being a good it was a baddie you know right yeah um which is a similar gremlins thing you know i i feel like which you know as a kid i never watched any of those movies uh but as a as a grown man watching these like gremlins is Definitely darker and scarier, and this it is, is yeah. way more light and fun. It is, toned. yeah, and uh, the, you know, to connect the two is just because they both have uh, little critters in them. Because uh, the 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 screenplay for Critters was written two years before uh, Gremlins ever came out, and they changed a bunch of the screenplay just to eliminate any similarities with wow. Gremlins. So. 
uh, when people call it like a Gremlins ripoff, like this or Ghoulies, when people call them Gremlins ripoffs, they're just off. It, it, they weren't. They were written before. The intention was different. If you watch either one, you can see like these don't even have similarity in like tone or in like, uh, you know, intention as Gremlins. Uh, there are movies like Munchies and others that were very much meant to be like Corman made Munchies because he wanted to make a Gremlins ripoff. Like that was that was the intended purpose when they went into it. But this, yeah. this well, is that, its Corman. own thing. Yeah, yeah, that is Corman. Yeah, he's like these well, are successful. Let's be honest, I'll make one. Like in the eighties and early nineties, like there was such a cultural obsession with little fucking monster creatures yeah whether they be little monsters or uh-huh. little aliens yep. and i think that it really all started with et i think yep, et is did. the thing that kind of spawned our yep. childhood little weird creature obsession right yeah and that, this movie deals like the critters uh, one of the critters sees the et toy and like attacks it you know like the the they knew going in that was the inspiration that's what they're dealing with because et is this movie about this nice alien like he's a sympathetic alien like there's totally there's the two types of aliens we usually deal with in alien invasion movies the sympathetic that is either like uh you know uh, giving humankind something or offering humankind some knowledge or or change in thought pattern or whatever and then there's the or you got independence day where yeah, you've the got invading to get you alien. one of those exactly even though at the time you have one of those. right exactly yeah there's the invading aliens uh, and this you get both it, it's not often that bit. you get both you 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 have the the critters who are clearly like they just eat everything kill everybody they don't care about anything and then the the bounty hunters who honestly have less respect for human property and whatnot but are saving lives like they don't kill a human um it's it's interesting because uh they they are definitely um representations of an invading force that could kill all the humans they're just not interested in it so that's what makes them sympathetic i guess because we're like oh yeah uh cool that you're not killing us (laughs) Dude, whenever I watched this for the first time the other night, I was, I mean, for one, taken aback in that it just didn't start the way that I thought that it would. Like, I yeah, figured this would it's be... so unexpected. You know, yeah, like, like based on my, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The expectations I right. built up mm-hmm. from looking at the box and shit and thinking like, oh, it's probably another, you know, weird little creature movie like Gremlins. This thing starts off with these awesomely fucking 80s-ass miniatures and 80s-ass yeah. fonts on this prison asteroid uh-huh. with these, you know, Star Wars-ass-looking aliens. This guy floating around on this little thing, and he's got the the, the weird head shape, and he, he kind of looks like a living ball sack, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. And they're dealing with these escaped Krites who we don't see. Like, that that's one thing about this that I think is kind of weird. Like... They wait a pretty long time to show you who these escaped yeah. criminal aliens are, but yeah. it's like the entire marketing and the box art already showed art it. Stuff yeah, is, it's already showed it to you. But the movie really makes you wait it out. Like you're like, what? What is it? Who was that? Boba Fett escaped? What's going on? It's like, no, you know it fucking escaped. It's on the fucking box. Yeah. But it starts us off, yeah, with this prison colony and. um 
these bounty hunters that have to go to find the Cretes. And dude, I love, I love these bounty hunters. It's a very like Star Lord kind of looking costume that they wear with this kind of burgundy leather and shit. But I love those like featureless glow-in-the-dark painted faces yeah. they have. That's uh-huh. fucking cool because they just transform yeah. into whatever their environment needs. And the the transformation sequence is, is really cool. Like, the way they do it. Dude, Very awesome. I love it. The fucking face melt and then the reverse face melt where it, like, forms back into the form of uh, of rock star Johnny Steele. <laughs> I, I, I like that, that sequence, too, where it's showing us their kind of, like, uh, you know, welcoming packet for planet Earth. They put those little glass shields yeah. in front of their eyes and show them all kinds of shit. It's I a weird that. assortment. Like they got they got a whole bunch of just like segments from movies that New Line had distribution rights to, including Reefer yeah. Madness. Like, what? How is this helping them know what Earth is? But also, do it did contribute to. Um, Adolf Hitler getting an IMDb credit because if you look in the the fucking credits of this, it lists Hitler as himself because <laughs> he's in there. You know what is a real shame? They came to Hitler, and unlike in The Fifth Element, they didn't cry. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Remember when mm. she does that? And it's like, but, but a bunch of stuff happened before that that should have made you cry, too. <laughs> That's because The Fifth <laughs> Element is a good movie, and you're wrong about it. We'll have to talk about it sometime. But, yeah, I, I think that... Sci-Fi September. <laughs> Sci-Fi Timber. Or, uh, yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, but, that yeah, works. so um, the the way that, like, it, it opens up, like, I had forgotten, and so, like, it, it immediately, like, tickled the brain and was like, oh, Psycho Goreman, like... There's definitely some inspiration taken from this opening for Psycho Gorman. Which, I mean, of course, the the Psycho Gorman team, very influenced by the Chiodo Brothers, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiodo Brothers who did this and Killer Clowns and, like, so many other great things. Yeah, and they're they're just well known for putting together these, like, really creative ideas. Like, they were told... By the producers and and Stephen Herrick and th- they were just told like they should have teeth and we need them to roll, so they came up with the design essentially it, it from whole cloth just knowing well it hmm. needs to have teeth and it needs to roll, uh, and one of the inspirations is the Tasmanian Devil the Looney Tunes Tasmanian Devil and you can kind of see that okay. in the body shape I can and see stuff. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. I also like. Anna pointed this out, but there's a, a children's book city, series called Little Critter. And I remember it. Yeah. Ch- just look at them side by side. Little Critter and the Critters look a lot alike. They look a lot kinda alike. Kind of, sort of. They kind of, sort of do. Yeah. L- but, little stubby, hairy guys. Yeah, but like they they made this design that is so effective because as a kid... Uh, like it didn't do to me what the gremlins did. The gremlins like are immediately repulsive and like, I don't want to be around them. The critters. I'm like, I know that guy might bite me, but he looks cool. Like he looks fun and they make, they make fun jokes and stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like something about it, like this clearly, and it's, you know, it's a new line movie and Bob Shea is, has always been very much connected with trying to, 
sell his audience what they want. And as a kid watching this, having the kid main character in Brad and having the whatever the Killer Brothers did to make the critter just more approachable than a gremlin. But these movies were so popular with me and my cousins and my sister growing up because they they were just fun. They felt fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely so, man. And I'll tell you what's fun. Like anytime I see some old school sci-fi miniatures of things like spaceships and bases and stuff, I I can't help but have a good time, man. There's yeah. so many parts yeah. in this where we see some things like like when the bounty hunters like land on Earth in their ship and and all this stuff. Dude, it it still looks fucking better than yeah. CG. It just one hundred percent. It looks, it looks better. Awesome. Absolutely. Like they they do everything uh, essentially practically. Like even the rebuilding house later is a miniature. You know, just yeah. shot in a way that makes it look. You know, they have the all the actors pretty close to the lens. It makes it look like that it's a regular size house. But the way that it, you know comes back together after it's been blown up that is just so fucking cool the roof like suck like i guess pushing back out the the way the tiles and stuff all i i it it looked really cool to me i was very much into the practical effects in this oh absolutely so i'll tell you what i was into seeing that kitchen scene here at the start of the movie where we're introduced to our family and shit, uh-huh. and they had that fucking black Minute Maid juice box. Oh, I man, when that Minute Maid was time. black. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Remember the, the cans best. of like Minute Maid like orange soda yeah. that were the black with the orange? Like, yep. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was such a fucking great look. They Dude, also- they have a Chemex in there. What they- are they doing? Well, that, yeah, that ma- that gigantic pour over rig is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've had one almost that big, but I've never seen one that big. I want it. I didn't know the Chemex was that old. Yeah, I I didn't either. Yeah, it it stood out to me because it took me a second to realize that was weird that they weren't just doing drip coffee, which would have been the more common thing to do then. And then the yep. I also didn't notice until this most recent rewatch that the dad is just pours the coffee into a fucking quart mason jar and adds honey yeah. to it i guess he's just yeah. drinking on it all day listen if you go to your local fucking coffee shop and order a mason jar full of Kimex pour over coffee sweetened with local honey yeah that's gonna cost you at least 11 dollars, right minimum <laughs> this, this dude is just having it every morning and then having a sweet tea at night like he's living it right i think he, he's living that guy it right knows, man that guy knows how to get through the day Caffeinated beverages out of a mason jar. <laughs> Sign me the fuck 100%. up. He is a true, a true country man. Absolutely for sure. Yeah, and this is supposed to be set in in Kansas, though it is shot in Valencia. Uh, very much looks <laughs> yeah. like California. Um, yeah, you know Kansas, not not mountainous. If you're gonna say a place no. is in Kansas, don't put it in the mountains. Uh, but Maybe that, right? The name of the town is the same as the name of the town in War of the Worlds. Uh, just setting oh, up cool. that like old school connection to the alien invasion narrative. And I want to talk about that because I actually was uh, a teaching assistant for a class on alien invasion narratives. Uh, and it was specifically about how alien invasion narratives are uh, most often... Uh, they're most often dealing with uh immigration 
Uh, whether, yeah. Whether, you know what I wonder? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. Is that just an, is that like an American thing? Or is it that way everywhere? Where, you know, a fucking hmm. uh, Thai alien movie comes out and sure. it's about immigrants. Is like, is this just an American problem? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Let's, I mean, watching hosts say that the South Korean uh, kind of monster invasion sort of thing, I, I would... I would like to know if there's some political context there that I'm not getting. Yeah, that's possible. Um, it's it's also true though that you know there are movies that are just in that genre and have no idea that any of the other movies are saying that. Uh, it, so it, it's interesting because like um, you know it can be an anti-immigration narrative. It can be pro-immigration. Uh, sometimes like in say the the thing. Uh, um, we have like uh it's you know dealing with communism maybe as you know the thing from another world uh sometimes it's dealing with queerness any any way it's going it's dealing with something seen as an other that is i was gonna is, say yeah a lot of times it's, it's hidden otherness or outward yeah. otherness is what we're dealing yeah. with. yeah so um it's it's there's a lot to be drawn from that in a whole lot of movies and the only reason i bring it up is i was just I was just reading, you know, some some stuff people had said about this, and I saw somebody say that they 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 liked this movie more than Gremlins because they agree with the message of the movie, and it gave me pause. <laughs> what is the message? <laughs> yeah, that gave me pause because I've seen this movie a million times, and I've never thought like, one time Gremlins that this has a message. Definitely has a message. Absolutely, like, it definitely. Yes. Does. So I I really like was digging because it, you okay so. All of these things are tropes of the genre, but here are the ways in which they can be seen as anti-otherness. Um, the 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 Krites, they are criminals where they come from, and they're uh, coming here illegally. On the run. On the run, right? Um, they uh, speak a language that is essentially gibberish to us, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they they are consuming everything with no regard to everyone else's property rights, etc. You can see how this is like dealing in that avenue where you could easily see this as like, oh, is this anti-immigration in some way or whatever? Well, hell, Steve, I'll tell you this. The other day, I was walking down the mean streets in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh-huh. and... I didn't give money to a, a Hispanic person who was begging for money, which, P.S., serious talk, has literally never happened. I've never been asked for money by an immigrant ever. Right. And they shot me with a poisonous spine from their fur. They did it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like all that, right? Like all that element of they're, they're bad and they're from another place and they're bringing their mess here is where you see the anti-immigration... Uh, often, you know, even like racist messages can be found in a, in a lot of these things that are just very clear and obvious. But this movie, to me, does not feel like that is the intent. It feels to me like it is following up on tropes because the writer really liked 1950s B movies. And yeah, totally. A lot yeah, it of feels these way things, more like that than something yeah. trying to make a message, right? Because if you then think about that message, is are the uh, the the critters supposed to be this anti-immigration thing well then what are the bounty hunters because right. they they come in and they're they are universally the good guys but locally nobody knows what they're there for and they're causing a whole bunch of destruction um but 
to them, the destruction doesn't seem to matter. They don't harm any humans intentionally, except for the ones that attack them. Uh, I'll so, tell you, they're not discreet, those bounty hunters. No, they they're are not. not. They're not. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and that's... Like, everyone's noticing that they're not from yeah. around here. Everyone knows. And, that, and that's where I thought, okay, then maybe this is uh, doing... Uh, where it's doing another thing that the invasion narratives do, where we're dealing with otherness, where these are... I mean, we're told that uh, uh, one person describes them as uh, being dressed like they were from L.A. When they show up and demolish a church, uh, the priest is doing a sermon about Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. They walk into a bar and are immediately heckled by the clientele because of the way they're dressed. And just for context in the other sequels, they're not uh, of any gender. They are they are a they're they're gender fluid. They're amorphous. Uh, they can be male or female. Hmm. I I think maybe if you're stretching for a message, the message here is that uh, uh, sometimes the people who are on the fringes are the heroes. You know what I mean? Sometimes the people like Charlie are one of our main characters who's seen throughout to be on the fringe and to be you know, presenting all these supposed conspiracy theories, but he turns out to be right. So if the movie does have a message, I, I think that might be it. That, like, hmm. you know, the people on the fringes, the people who seem to be different are oftentimes uh, great people, good people. You know, this is 1986. So saying a message like that is enough to to just be like, yeah, it's feel good you know it, it I, at the at the heart of it though i feel like they were just making an homage to the cool sci-fi horror movies they liked and they i didn't agree think I, uh, too yeah. much about a message I, I think that really trying to find anything super deep in this is definitely a reach i think it just seems yeah. like a fun movie that was very very of the time yeah and would appeal to a lot of people uh at this time because yeah. this is definitely during that era where they were making they were making horror movies that were rated R that had a lot of, you know, gore and creepy shit and all that in them, uh-huh. but were still also kind of geared towards kids because they Absolutely. knew that parents were either dropping their kids off at the theater or uh-huh. buying Leaving their kids a ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly, with man. HBO and Showtime and Cinemax, that's what was going on with us for sure. Like Right, like... This is definitely a movie that was made with kids in mind, but also not with kids in mind because of the violence and gore and shit. But they knew that there would be kids that would ask their parents to buy them a ticket or whatever. And sure enough, they were right, obviously. I I mean, I remember throughout the summer, during the day on Showtime and Cinemax at my grandmother's house, they'd be playing killer clowns or critters or ghoulies. Yeah, exactly. Because that's for the kids. Like, the kids are at home. Here you go. Here's something to watch. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's the biggest thing that this movie was trying to do is get a piece of of that action. Because this movie is, I mean, it's definitely not one that was, like, made for adults per se. Like, mm. there's some silly shit. I mean, yeah. our main character is a kid. Like, yeah. you're obviously meant to be a kid relating to that narrative. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he's, and he's, like, the, the, the type of 80s kid character we like were sold so often he has a whole lot of seeming freedom he's doing like some tinkering inventing and exploding things and he has a slingshot 
Like I was gonna say, dude, like two <laughs> things that instantly sold me on this being just a great ass eighties kids horror movie is fireworks and slingshot. Yeah. If you don't have either of those, are you even an eighties horror movie <laughs> that was actually geared towards kids? Right. Like like look at the similarities between this movie and fucking Silver Bullet. Like a kid that loves blowing shit up right. and has like a, a drunk ass older <laughs> friend that's like his companion. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the same Good movie. <laughs> Good point. It really is the same like dynamic and relationship. Yeah, I think that like that um, that image that we we have that's from that period, eighties, uh, early nineties of just this like I don't know, like kind of. It, it, it's it's very uh, a, a child who has like a lot of freedom oftentimes butts head with their parents about things or whatever but they get away with it you know i i feel like there was just so much um so much like wish fulfillment in that that really hits with kids like that idea that like oh i could just be like what if i was the hero and like i got to have fireworks like my parents won't let me have and they would finally yeah. get me that slingshot that i i really need you know uh and i barely totally. knew any kid who had a slingshot and fireworks and honestly if you knew the kid who had a slingshot and fireworks i didn't want to go hang out with them they Listen, were usually the, the only kids <laughs> I knew that had slingshots, like those really pro ones that have like uh-huh. the guard that goes over your forearm and right, shit, yeah. and that like you know thick rubber slingshot thing yeah, like yeah. we see in this movie. The ones that could like definitely kill somebody. Like if you loaded yeah. a rock into that, you could absolutely, oh, absolutely. just murder uh-huh. someone for sure. Only kids I knew that had those were only children. I never knew any kid yeah. with siblings that had that <laughs> because parents knew. Yeah, you will murder your sister if you have this. <laughs> They knew <laughs> the moment she takes that that crayon that you wanted <laughs> off you go yeah. to get the wrist rocket. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, those things were fucking hard. They were, and yeah, they were. I never, I never had one. I think the no, we didn't. The either. coolest, most like dangerous toy that we ever had as like little kids before we built our potato cannon, which was certainly lethal when we were teenagers. Oh, no, for sure. As a kid, we had like a really cool um, bull whip. When I say we, I mean my brother and I. <laughs> yeah. That we got from uh, Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, that's not necessarily deadly, but you could definitely no, you can hurt fuck somebody. Up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But dude, like fucking slingshots, bull whips, ninja stars. These were <laughs> flea market delights for 80s Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. Like, I wonder if kids. Like, dude, when's the last time you saw a fucking kid toting a ninja star around? Do kids uh, even ninja no more? I don't even think they got pocket knives. I'll tell you that. Ain't even ninja since Ain't Biden. Ain't even ninja. Biden took away their pocket knives, I think. Yeah. Biden wants to ban ninja. I'm going to fucking tweet that right now. Biden <laughs> wants to ban ninja stars. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that right now. You absolutely should. Biden wants to ban ninja stars. Yeah, I, I remember... <laughs> Just the wildest stuff that kids had. My my friend Chris had a a knife with brass knuckles attached. <laughs> oh, what? dude, yes. The what ultimate the hard fuck? ass fucking move. Right? You know where but, you get those from is in fucking uh Gatlinburg yeah. at the China Bazaar. Yeah. You remember China mm, Bazaar? I do, I do. That's where he got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be where he got it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Brass knucks with the knife. I'm sure he definitely fought and killed many people with those, too. I mean, you got to hope, right? <laughs> Why else did he have them? Why Unless he else was planning would he on have fighting him? and killing. He was going to fight and kill. <laughs> yeah wow dude. yeah it was God, a wild so time funny. the 80s and 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 early 90s just wild and yeah i i i think very much you're right that yeah th- this is aimed at kids it doesn't have um it doesn't have like uh too sappy of a feel to it though like it's not very much trying to teach kids or anything it's just trying to be wish fulfillment like what totally. if you were the hero of the story um and and i think that's real fun especially and and like this movie there are four sequels i mean there's there's uh one through four and then a a more recent fifth one that was made uh and i only saw one and two as a kid leonardo dicaprio is in three like it was his first first film role um but one and two were on regular rotation for me as a kid and i think Two, two has, uh, you know, our, our main guy, Brad, come back. Uh, Scott Grimes is a little bit older. And I remember so much as a kid identifying with Scott Grimes. In Man, the movie I'll tell you what. In. Yeah. Scott Grimes totally sounds like... He was absolutely like a WCW wrestler. That oh, was very for sure. In 1996. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a 1996 WCW yeah. for sure. He, he put on a fucking clinic with Jerry Lynn and nobody cared. But That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Scott Grimes it was in so many movies that I saw as a kid that like I identified with him a lot. So like I, I, I think they did such a great job of casting for the purpose of of getting kids in like he's he doesn't do anything stupid he doesn't seem scared really like he's scared but like he seems capable and knows what to do in the moments when he's scared like i think that that was one of the things that is just like so good about this movie that they did so well was was making sure that i i i think we're right their intended audience of kids would really connect with the character Oh, yeah, man. Plus, his mom was D. Wallace, who was yeah. absolutely gorgeous, even while wearing a fucking prairie dress yeah, that was what? made from a dress pattern in <laughs> yeah. 1984. Yeah, she's she's absolutely killing it all the time, D. Wallace. And, and also, yeah, she's the mom in E.T. Like... Connection. If yeah, if you're making that E.T. connection. But then also, like, not just that. You know, we have the E.T. doll in here that the critter attacks. But also... N.E.T., D. Wallace, uh, uh, is tricked by the old put-the-thermometer-in-hot-water uh, scam. Oh, yeah, damn. And in this one, she doesn't fall for it. So they were making ah. the very definitive connections to E.T., which is like, again, I don't see why people always talk about this in the same breath with Gremlins. It does connect more with E.T. because they are cuter I feel like, and th- like it, it is like that opposite connection because you you know ET was all love and and you know heart glow and fucking glowing finger etc. And these are just all hate and co- consuming and killing. Like I love that. That's a great sort of foil. And having uh, D Wallace, who's fucking amazing, she's been in so many movies we've done. I, I mean, several people in this. Lynn Shay. 
Oh my gosh. Lynn like, Shay. It took me a while to recognize her when she popped up reading that dang old tabloid. She's and then so it funny. was like holy shit, it's fucking Lynn Shay yeah. who has yeah. listen, let's go ahead and for our listeners, let's name off everything she's ever been in <laughs> chronologically. Oh, this is gonna be longer than the Lord of the Rings episodes. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, is she ever in a yeah. lot of movies? Like You could say that about mo- most everybody in this cast like whether or not they had been in a lot up to this point i mean several had like m emmett walsh and and uh billy greenbush and and several others but many of them were on some some of their earlier roles but all of them have extensive imdb uh credits especially like you know lynn shay d wallace scott grimes like they are all constantly working and they're just they're good. That's the thing about several of the people in this cast is that like you could put them in anything and they'll kill it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. They'll kill the role because they're just good. Um, the only kind of risks in this, I know um, the the um, guy who plays Johnny Steele, Terrence Mann, he, he was more of a Broadway guy before this, hmm. but he I think he does a great job and I've seen him in other stuff. In fact, he's in 30 Rock, which I just mentioned not longer no kidding yeah he's he plays the bob ballard uh who is uh one of uh jack's heroes um but yeah he he's uh not saying a lot but when he does say stuff he's great and he actually does sing the song the johnny seal song which no kidding is a jam yeah dude i want to go and find out who played guitar on that i'm yeah? i'm guessing it is either tim pierce or Steve Lukather. Like, there's something very familiar about the playing and tone and some of those licks. One yeah. of which, like, while we were watching the movie, I heard this, like, lick in the guitar solo. Uh-huh. And, like, I paused the movie just to be like, wait, what is that lick? And I had to, like, figure it out because it was so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so now I've stolen it. It's part of my plan. Hell yeah, now. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I think I think that like uh yeah, that guy does good and then the other kind of risk was the guy who plays uh Charlie who is uh Don Keith Opper who had done some acting before this but he he was a writer. Uh but they the the writers had written the role for him. They were friends and really just thought he should do it. And I think he does a great job. Like I mean, I I wouldn't have known that this was one of his first real acting roles. Uh, hmm. Other than he d- he did some stuff in a uh, Corman movie called Android, which they did show segments of when they were showing the aliens about Earth. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of That's Earth cool. has to do with Corman movies. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Now, one thing about that Johnny Steele stuff that cracks me up is like that is, I guess, the only popular song at that time. It's fucking everywhere every time somebody turns the tv on it's that music video if it's on the radio that song's on the radio and everybody (laughs) notices him yeah everybody's like is that johnny Steele?" it kind of reminds me of my alternate reality i envisioned where the only song is billy jack bitch by prince (laughs) yeah it's the only song it's yeah the song they don't even have a word song they just call it billy jack bitch yeah man Whenever we're talking about um, M. Emmett Walsh that you were mentioning just a second ago, man, I love that movie where he's like a, a grumpy old guy. Which one is that? Uh, that one. I think he's in about 150 things where he's the grumpy old guy. And every time, <laughs> he's great. 
Yeah. He's fucking great. Yeah, he really is. The cast in this is really good, man. It, it yeah. really is fantastic. There's is. nobody that's really phoning it in. Nobody's nope. doing like a shitty job. That nope. Even the kid actors and stuff are good. Huh? We got the sister in here, April, uh-huh. who is DTF. This is a refreshing change to me about what we usually see out of 80s movies, especially 80s horror movies, where if there's a boyfriend and a girlfriend, it's always the fucking boy that's wanting to go all the way, and the girl that's yeah, like, most often. slow yeah. down, mm. I need to say my prayers, or whatever. In this movie, <laughs> fucking Billy Zane, is it Steve yeah. is his name, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah, Steve. Billy yeah. Zane is like, slow down, stay away from my, my no-no place, and April's like, give me that thing. Yeah, and that happens in horror movies, of course, but that that character will die, right? In this horror movie, he's like, I don't know, babe. And she's like, no, 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 you're going to finger me. We're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. Uh, she, she does say, you promised me you were going to take me for a ride. And, oh, man. Oh, my. In front of her parents, she says that, and they're her dad then asks, have you told her about the stuff or whatever? Yeah. The way things work, I the think is what he says. The way things work, yeah. <laughs> but like, she, yeah, she's gung-ho, he's a little bit hesitant, and he dies, and she doesn't. Like, that is... That's true. That is unique. You don't see that a ton uh, in this, this period of horror movies. It took me forever to realize that was Billy Zane. Like, yeah, he's great, I think too. I saw his name in the in the credits, and it wasn't until, like... He'd been on screen for a while, and he did yeah. something where it showed him like smile or something. I was like, "Holy shit, that That's is Billy a Zane. young ass yeah. fucking phantom on the, the screen right here, himself. Billy Zane." Yeah, yeah he, dude, I think he does a great job. He doesn't have a lot to do, but when he gets his fingers bit off, like just pay attention to his Oof. reaction. He does such a good job of of like playing shock because, like, yeah. I've I've I mean, anybody who's had some like major. Like, oh, shit, that just happened type of accident knows that, like, immediate, like, what the fuck? And then that, like, sort of giggly period where you're like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? Like, he does yeah. that so well. It's really good. And the effect is really good, too. Like, when the when the fingers get bitten off and there's just blood gushing everywhere, like, it's very visceral out of nowhere. There's a few moments in this that are, like, surprisingly yeah. brutal. There are, yeah. And it's... It's not too bloody, though. Other than the Billy Zane kill, there's not a ton of gore. But it still has... I don't know. It's it's like the threat. I don't know what it is about small creatures. Like, I'm not afraid of the, the, you know, fucking uh, good uh, guy doll in Child's Play. But I'm I'm afraid of a wombat. What if a wombat attacks me? I'm afraid of a fucking wolverine. I'm afraid like a little low to the ground thing can do a lot of damage, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. What are they thinking about anyway? Little things stuff? I don't know. Exactly. So there, there is tension throughout this movie, even though it's a silly ass movie for me, every time they're close enough, because like. I just don't want to get attacked by a small animal. I just don't want to do oh, yeah. it. It doesn't sound fun. Well, I, I love that that reveal that we get of the critters, too. Whenever, you know, Dad is going down in that storm cellar kind of thing, trying to figure out what's going on, and they're on that shelf that he's looking at. There's, like, right. the eyes and shit of the critter that are, like, growing, uh, glowing on the shelf. 
And it's like really dark and kind of spooky looking. Yeah. Then dad gets attacked. Dad gets attacked a lot by these critters. He they does. Hate dad. Yeah. They do hate dad. And I, yeah, n- n- who else gets really attacked? Because the sister gets kidnapped by one. Yeah. The mom, <laughs> let's see. Does she ever actually Mom gets get... real sleepy. Yeah. Mom yeah. gets tired. She gets tired. Those, uh, those yeah. fucking spiny spike things they shoot at you i guess oh, they make right. you real sleepy man oh the sister gets hit with one of those too that that's what knocks her out yeah somehow yeah yeah that's an interesting element that they're basically kind of porcupines with sleep like a sleep serum <laughs> inside of what them. are they in jail for because here's the thing like that's these guys are prisoners like yeah what were they doing did they fucking storm the Capitol? what were they up to <laughs> It was, you know? it was quite January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems like this must be their nature. So are they kind of like, like, I don't know. Are they kind of like xenomorphs where it's like they everybody knows if you find any, just eliminate them. But for some reason, they're transporting them somewhere to eliminate them. That's what they say. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if you're just going to eliminate them, why are you taking them anywhere? I don't know, but they're like clearly intelligent and they have their own language and stuff, Uh which the guy that that did the voice of of the Kreitz says that he like made up this, you know, fake language for him and stuff, which I fucking call bullshit on. Like they just sound like gibbers. Yeah. Dude, Uh, it's just Donald Duck gibberish. Like, come off it, dude. But uh, that's the thing. Okay. So he said that he was combining like, uh, like French and Japanese sounds. No, you weren't. Well, you can kind of hear it sometimes, but it mostly sounds like Donald Duck. But I do have this question. Just considering what he says that he was intending, and you do kind of hear it a little bit, and looking at the critters, are the critters an inspiration for the minions? Okay. I mean... You know what? You give one of them things a haircut... You know, yeah. you're not far off. And, and and look it up. Look up the evil minions. I'm telling you, those are those are some purple critters right there. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah. I think I would love to know if somebody involved in the design of minions was like, I le- I really like critters. <laughs> I just want to make I want to make cute critters. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. I gotta to find look out. these things up. Yeah, look look up up the evil evil minions, and I'm telling you, listen. And the the, oh, I see it now. Damn. Yeah, their their gibberish is much more defined, and you know the people who do the voices are are very like they're they're putting an effort to make it uh, into something that sounds much more like a language. Whereas, as you said, this does sound like a lot of Donald Duck. Like, I can't even do it. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> yeah, a bunch I of junk. No, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I love the the on screen translations, man. Like this movie, the, the humor and the tone of it, like it's it's funny, but not like outright stupid. Like it's not something yeah. like Psycho Goreman, where you're like, this is clearly <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. But there's moments in this that hit, even in some of the more intense parts. Like whenever the uh, the the two critters are on the porch. Yeah. 
And it's like, oh, no, they have weapons. And the other one was like, who cares? And then gets blown away by the shotgun. <laughs> and the other one turns, fuck. looks at the, like, destroyed corpse of its buddy. And it just says, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, that had me fucking cracking up, dude. That's hilarious. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, and again, it's like, clearly a movie for kids. But it well, says, fuck. It does say, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Well, I mean, you just watched Monster Squad. There was a unique... Like if you if you if you look back at the way that children were treated in the eighties, there was this just unique period where nobody was guarding any kid from anything. It was just like no. fucking the Wild West. Like parents were like, Here's a key, get off the bus, come in the house, watch TV, we'll be home in a few hours. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, and it, I, I don't know, like, it's, I mean, I know that's not an entirely unique thing throughout human history, but, uh, here in 2023, I feel like most parents would be just scandalized by the way that children were, uh, you know, uh, entertained the way, uh, toys were presented, the types of toys that were presented, etc. Like it, it was, it was kind of the wild west for children's entertainment and whatnot, at that time oh yeah for sure man and also children's entertainment is sometimes having uh all grown-up friend who's a hardcore alcoholic that i think is basically like okay was this character an inspiration maybe to tropic thunder and uh what's the name playing simple jack yeah i don't know the thing is that like the movie though like at the end he's vindicated and really what we're just seeing is like oh this was a guy who was like right all along hey man if he wasn't a drunk and didn't have that bottle of hooch then they could have never made that molotov cocktail and saved the day that's so i'm just saying point. His that's a good alcoholism point. <laughs> won the game i guess so yeah i th- i think that like everybody in town treats him like he's dumb because of the things he's talking about but he really is receiving messages through his um, uh, fillings through and his, his fillings, teeth. yeah. Yeah, he really is receiving messages from aliens. So they they were treating him that way, and I would imagine his alcoholism made it easy for them to dismiss him. Uh, but it turns out he's right. It just turns out he's right. Like, by the end of the movie, it's like, okay, then what was this character? Like, his arc is he was right all along, and now he's going to go join those bounty hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I like, suppose so. I mean, I he's suppose. definitely a lot more helpful than the fucking uh, cops. There's some ACAB action in oh, here where it's yeah. just like, oh, you're uh-huh. a cop? You're going to club a dog to death Jesus. with your baton. Yeah. What the fuck? It took me back, man. Like, that guy, like, he sees... Is it a critter, I think, that runs across the street? And he crashes yeah. his car, and he gets out and is just like, come here, puppy, and he gets his billy club out, because he's going to beat a damn dog to death. The dad was going to stab the cat at breakfast. Yeah. Also what the that. hell? What is wrong man, with these people? <laughs> dads were tough on an animal back when we was kids, man. They really Listen. were. Dad, like, I don't know what it was about that whole generation of men and animals but keep them away from each other i'll tell you what man like the the stories i had you know from from dad talking about like oh you know too many kittens gotta get the drowning bucket out it's just like oh just drown a bunch of cats that you shouldn't have had okay got it right yeah whoa it's yeah take it out behind the barn and shoot it yep no i yeah i don't i don't uh 
I don't miss any of this. <laughs> None of this is cool. Yeah. I, I think that, like, it, it's real interesting because you still see it with, like, you know, you, you can look back on, like, Stephen King stories of that time. And it's like, uh, if he's if there's a cat or a dog in it, the narrator fucking hates it. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, what what was that ever meant to be? Like, don't show any sign of weakness by liking an animal. Masculinity Maybe? is weird. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely that's definitely present in here, man. Those yeah. uh, those cops ain't up to much good, man. They don't even stop a dang old church from getting damn <laughs> destroyed by his bounty hunters. I got a theory about this. Hear me okay, out. Okay, let's hear it. What if the reason why they barged into that place is because they slightly misunderstood what they heard when they were like, oh, these people are following Christ, and they thought oh, they meant they were following Christ. <laughs> little we dyslexic moment here. <laughs> yeah, so are we. We'll go to the place where they love the Christ. Yeah. That, oh, you know what? That, I could imagine that may have been like a, a cut scene where they were like, where are Christ's? And somebody was like, Christ? Over there. <laughs> yeah, I can In the church. That. By yeah. the steeple. <laughs> Open it up and see all the people. I love whenever the bounty hunters go into the bowling alley and those guys are like, what is it, Halloween around here? <laughs> because that's... That's become one of my favorite things to say anytime we're walking around town and all the young people are out. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but young people don't dress right. They don't they dress don't? correctly. No, they don't. They There's dress... a correct way to dress and they're not doing it. Yeah, they're not doing it. They okay. don't do it like how, how I do. So oh, it's like yeah, not yeah. right. Yeah. So okay. sometimes we're out walking around and I see the young people and uh-huh. they're dressed in ways that I think are very silly and, and you disapprove. not cool. Yeah, uh-huh. And I say, what is it, Halloween around here? Huh? <laughs> huh? What is it, Halloween? And everybody just stops and applauds. They're like, wait, you so did when I saw, it. So <laughs> I saw it. these guys in this movie say that, I was like, that's me. That's me. I'm in this movie. <laughs> I identify. Yeah, those dudes are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hang on. That would be nice. Wait I a am. second. <laughs> yeah, no. dressed right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely like... Um, it's an experience that I think is, uh, never going to go away. Right. The asshole who's like, why are you wearing that? I don't like it. You aren't not yep. wear what I don't want word. I'm keeping the tradition going, yeah. dude. It's been yeah. here forever. Always <laughs> will be. I'm carrying the fucking torch. I'll tell you that, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Carry on my hating son. <laughs> what's this travolta theory you got going I got on a based theory. on a tabloid i got a theory and let me tell you this this one this one <laughs> when it hit me i i was laughing like crazy in my head so i really hope somebody else thinks this is funny but she at one point uh when we we first meet lynn shay um the the sheriff asks her you know uh what what's going on and she says that she's reading in a tabloid that John Travolta used to be a waitress in Fort Myers, Florida. And I realized something. I don't know if you remember a little movie called Face Off. You remember? Oh, yes, I do. Mm. I know it well. Do you remember also that there's a Nicolas Cage in that movie and he's also in a movie called It Could Happen to You? 
where oh about the lottery ticket he tells a waitress that he will give her half of whatever he wins and then he wins the lottery right okay yeah okay so this is what happened i think here's my theory john travolta was in a similar situation but john travolta used to have a gorgeous woman's face and oh. then he was he was in a in a restaurant in Fort Myers, Florida, where he was working as a waitress. And mm, yes. he heard, Hey, sweetheart, could you bring me some mashed potatoes? And he turned around and he saw what he believed to be the perfect face. And just as he noticed that, the person with that face noticed and said, Oh my God, I wish I had your face so people knew that I'm a beautiful woman. Oh, wow. And so John Travolta was like, you know, it'd be great if I had your face so everybody knew that I was Vinnie Barbarino. And His so, voice was still the same. <laughs> it was still yeah. the same, yeah. And so the, the, they, they did a face-off tip situation. The person, wow. the person tipped their Travolta face, and he gave them his beautiful woman face, and they were both happier afterward. Huh. So there you go. How about that? That's my theory about right. John Travolta. Is he did used to be a waitress in Fort Myers, Florida, and then there was a based face on a off true tip. story. Based on a true Damn. story, <laughs> ripped from the headlines. Yeah, you know, just like Law and Order. I love all the shit that blows up at the end of the movie. I love that the critters are <laughs> yeah. leaving and they're like, fuck your house. <laughs> and they just explode this fucking yeah. house. Like a lot of the a lot of the effects scenes so far have been like, yeah, little hand puppets and shit like this. And then it's like, nah, let's blow Kaboom. up a farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. They did too. Again, there's yeah. no replacement for that, dude. CG is not doing that. No, no, CG cannot replace the actual look and and like presence of a real structure exploding. Whether or not it's just four walls put together to look like a house on the outside or whatever. Actually seeing the explosion and seeing the the damage and the reckoning occur, like it's it's so much better than CGI. You cannot replace it. Nope, it's a glorious, glorious thing indeed. And then we get like the, the ship explosion and all that shit. It's a great ending, and that's followed up with those eggs in the dang old eggs. chicken coop. Yeah, which do entice me to watch the sequel. Like do I it. like this movie quite a lot, and I would totally watch Critters Two. You should Critters Two. I think is better than the first one. Not that I don't wow. like the first one, but I think what Critters Two has going for it is that this one needs thirty minutes to set everything up. Critters True, 2, yeah. you already know. So they just get they get going. I feel like the comedy's amped up. Uh, I feel like everything moves at a brisk pace. Also, the premise is that uh, it's Easter, and somebody has uh, bought the eggs, and uh, they're being hidden, and kids are finding them. So that's Ooh, fun. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I it's it, I just feel like the second one you are already in on it, so they just can do the thing. And it's directed by Mick Garris, and uh, a lot of people come back. Like uh, Scott Grimes is back. Uh, the two uh, bounty hunter characters are back. Charlie's back. So it 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 feels really good. Like it, it's just like a real good 
follow-up to the first one. I haven't seen the third one or fourth one, I don't think. If I have, I don't remember them at all. But I I am interested now in watching the whole franchise because this was fun. This was a fun movie. Totally agree. I had a good time. It's one of those ones I've wanted to watch for a really long time, but I just kind of knew we'd do it on the show eventually. So it's yeah. like, I'll just wait. I'll give my first yeah. impressions and stuff. So I'm... I'm totally free of nostalgia when I'm talking about this. It's yeah. not one of those ones I grew up with. I mean, I grew up with seeing the the poster and shit, like I said, which always enticed me to want to see it, but I never did watch it until the other night. And uh-huh. uh, I, I had a great time. Like, this awesome. is just total 80s fun cheese. It's actually pretty free of, like problematic shit that didn't age very well. Yeah, uh, no, and, like Monster Squad and shit like that. I, I will say, like, I wish that D. Wallace got to be badass in this. D. Wallace in this, like, pretty much is just a, you know, yelling, hysterical, scared yeah. 80s mom. Yeah. I would like to see her kick ass a little bit. She does get she does get to shoot the one you know, she she's the person who shoots the 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 one critter when there's that funny moment and the other says fuck. Yeah. That she yeah, gets yeah, yeah. that moment. But yeah, you're right. Like she is cracking up. She is much more hysterical, much more like not not getting the chance to do anything for the family though i would say that's true also for the dad and the sister like really they put the burden of the action on brad which is probably that that childhood fulfillment thing you know like oh man i gotta save my family it's home alone shit you know yeah 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 yeah. he is very much uh, a kevin McAllister type and yeah so i i think that uh I, I think you're you're right though that it would have been cool to see D Wallace get to do some badass D Wallace shit. Yeah. That's about the only critique that I have of it though. Like it's right. it's pretty fucking short. The pacing is good. There's just enough humor balanced with just enough like scary stuff in this and gore. Um and, and again, way more sci fi elements than I was anticipating. Like I don't really have a lot of complaints about this flick. <laughs> I'll totally watch it again. I had yeah. a really great time. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I like all those elements too. And just like, um, I mean, to me, it doesn't reach the same level of entertainment value as a lot of other franchises that I like from the 80s and 90s, but it never disappoints. It's always like, yeah, this is Critters. It's, you know, it's a fun time. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't have a ton of complaints. It's it's um it, it doesn't have a ton of impact, I'll say that. Like when when we're talking about like oh, what is there any sort of meaning to this? Nah, not really. It, it it's largely just a celebration of the fifties B movies and, and creature features and stuff. And I'm okay with that. I'm really cool with a movie that is just like, hey, <laughs> what what if uh, a little critter was eating things okay good yeah that's <laughs> I'll fine watch that. it can <laughs> be like... just that yeah, yeah i'm totally okay with that yeah so uh yeah i don't know if i'm if i'm rating it though i still feel like there's a ceiling like i feel like this is uh, to me it it could it's it's not like a critter's movie could necessarily reach the heights of a 10 i don't know maybe so though right. i could I, maybe you know if if Steven Kostansky were to somehow uh, hook up with Kyoto Brothers and bring the killer clowns and the critters into the Psycho Gorman universe. Uh, now we're could, fucking Could talking. that be a 10? Yeah, that yes. could be a 10. Uh, but for this, I don't know. I feel like, you know, a seven and a half is fair. 
that's kind of around where I was thinking too. I was gonna go maybe about a seven. Like yeah. I guess it it maybe could have been goofier. It maybe could maybe. have had more of, of a message to it. But then I feel like at that point it really is just a Gremlins ripoff. Whereas yeah. <laughs> the tone of this is a little bit more it's a little bit more subtle than something like Gremlins Two, for example, sure. which is just out and out wackiness. Silly like I feel hell. like this yeah. is kind of yeah, like straddling a line of like classic black and white, you know, sci-fi horror kind of stuff and 80s cheese. And I'm totally here for it. I had a really great time watching this flick. So, yeah, I think about a seven for me is where I'm, I'm going to put this one. Fair. Good watch. Real good watch. We want to know what you guys think about this one over on our social Medina pages, which you can find on our link tree. Hang out with us on our Facebook group, our Instagram, all that kind of stuff. It's also where you're going to find our Patreon page, which That's is perfect right. timing considering that next week's episode is a Patreon pick Whoa. drawn from the Smoking, the smoking bowl. bowl. Yeah, that's right. Head on over. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Become a patron on any level. You get access to Patreon exclusive episodes, including Ben's Book Club, uh, Hell Rankers, the uh, Addendum episodes, etc. But become a patron on a $5 level. You get to throw a mo- movie into the Smoking Bowl and then... We draw from that bowl once a month, and we cover the movie that we draw from the bowl. Uh, and I'm excited to get to do it again because honestly, every time it's a blast. You guys Y'all got like great taste. They're nice. Uh-huh. They do. They sure, sure do. So submit your entry today to the Smoking Bowl by finding our dang old Patreon page. And uh, we'll be drawn out of that thing and finding out what we're going to be covering next here real soon. So be sure to keep an eye on our social media pages to find out what the next movie is going to be. I'm excited to find out. This is the last movie of September, which means that it's going to be the movie that we watch right when Billy Joe from Green Day (laughs) is awaking up. So make it a good one. Make it a good one. You don't want to fucking hit him with something disappointing just when he's waking up at the end of September. Now, do you? Do you think in like, you know, three millennia when, you know, at the end of September, they are having their very like orchestrated celebrations for right, you know, the day that they're going to wake up Billy Joe from Green Day. Do you think at any point they'll be like, where did this all begin? Like, how did this Mm. start? Why are we doing this? Maybe. Yeah. It'll be lost to time. Lost to time. Lost to time. Yeah. But they'll be super happy in November when Wycliffe comes back. Totally, man. Yeah. That's when he's gone till, for sure. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to tune into that stuff. Find out what we're covering on the show next when we do. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. I'm Uncle Bon. I'm Julio Astav. Dead and lovely. Us. Bye. Bye. You know, I've always kind of had a passion for uh-huh. mythology, um, especially like Greek mythology, for right. example. Always been a big fan of that. Always into trying to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating to me. It's the the comic books of olden times, as I like to say. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I I recently learned something about Sisyphus. You know Sisyphus, right? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm aware of Sisyphus. He, uh, he guy yeah. guys up to a Sisyphean task. That fella. Mm, that he is, man. Uh-huh. That he is. And, you know, everybody knows the the story of Sisyphus, but one thing that people don't know mm-hmm. 
hardcore beer drinker, that Sisyphus. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always slamming on a beer. You know what his favorite beer was? What's that? Let let me hear it. Rolling Rock. (laughs) Big fan. Big Rolling Rock fan, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His drink of choice. I get it. Rolling Rock. (laughs) Listen, you spend all day trying to push a goddamn rock up a hill. You can't do it. Fuck. I'm going to have a seat here. You are what you drink, Sisyphus. Mm -hmm. Mm, Let me just have one of them rolling rocks. See if that Mm -hmm. quenches my thirst. You know what it is? (laughs) Because then it's like, take this, you fucking rock. I'm drinking you. Yeah, I'm going to drink you rock. Drink you down, you motherfucking rock. And tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it tomorrow. Finally. I'm going to do it again. Fuck. They'll start calling a Sisyphean task a task that is completed. I wonder if like somebody who is like specifically addicted to alcohol, but it's just rolling rock. I wonder if they <laughs> call that like Sisyphus disease or something. <laughs> He's addicted to rolling rock. <laughs> you can't quit. That's, Every day you're rolling this rock. Uh, <laughs> he's got Sisyphus disease. I think they call that Sisyphilis. Yeah, Sisyphilis. Yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. checks out. <laughs>